Welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Alec, I've been meaning to tell you something. Oh, what's that? What do you mean to tell me? The official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast with you is my favorite thing ever. Oh, now we don't. That's that's sweet, but we don't have to get sticky about it. Alec, you always put me down. No, I just want to bring you down under. Down Nanda. Welcome, 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 everybody. It's me, Priyanka, and Alec is here, and we are so excited to be back for the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, where we get to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race Down Nanda. So, Alec, did you watch this week's episode? I did. It was episode two, and it's like being shot out of a cannon. And you know what, uh, Pri? It's like, this is what happens every year. I start watching the show, and I'm like, I'm not going to get close to these girls. I'm not going to give a shit about them. And then they all break my heart. And we're lucky today because yeah. we have one of the contestants on the show that did break my heart, that did move me, the oh, fabulous no. Art Simone. Hello! Hi! Art, <laughs> like every good conversation I have to ask, how are you? Oh, I'm just doing so fine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I gotta say something. Uh, I feel like the entire world is shocked by your elimination, which is why I'm very excited to have you here, because we're gonna dig deep into the shock that was, the shock that is, the gag, right, the right. The, this is... This is this is just this is just as shocking as when Marissa Tomei won the Oscar. It's that kind of shock. I'm pissed. I'm actually pissed. I'm pissed too. It's not and it's not that I wanted the other bitch to go home. I did. I just wish that Australians were better at snatch game. <laughs> 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 I mean, I still sit that and say, and I'm, I'm only saying that because, as we all know, I was perfect in snatch game. I actually, you should have the won bed that and week, you and I was shit robbed. The fucking bed. I was robbed at, at snatch game. You, you laid a dump. No, I on national, was international television. I was robbed. You might as well have like hiked up your skirt. Taking a squat on the table, aimed your ass at the camera, and laid a hot steamy dump. Now I can only say no, that because you, know you did recover and you ended up winning. Yeah, but I was still robbed of snatch game. Art Simone, you're here. Let's. I want Art Simone. Let's wait way in. I know. I feel like we just have to get to it because like the episode starts. Blah 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 blah. But snatch game is a scary thing. What are your views on a snatch game? It's just the strangest experience ever. Like, when am, am I ever going to be dressing as a celebrity, telling jokes in front of other fake celebrities while answering questions for others? I just, oh, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting it's one. A, it's a bizarre well, experience, to say the least. And But I was, we were talking earlier, right before the program started, that your exit was one of the most authentic exits I've ever seen. Like, you did not hide your disappointment. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what was going through your head? Because you, you know what was going through our heads. Yeah, well, they they had finally broken me down, beaten and beaten and beaten, and then none of the decisions made any sense. And then I'm finally in my exit interview, and I was just all I'm – they probably cut out like an hour of me being like, this doesn't make sense. I'm really confused. This doesn't make sense. Like when I was eliminated, the cameramen were crying, Reese was crying, the girls were crying, the sound people were crying. No one knew what was going on. Um, and then I got chucked in front of a camera 
for ages and they were just kind of like poking me until I'd say stuff. And then I finally got told, you know, well, you were here. And it's like, it's like when you get your dreams ripped away from you and someone being like, tried, like that was the, the exact like tone of it. And it was like, that's why I bit back. Um, I uh-huh. don't saying that though. I think I was, I think I was possessed by a demon at that point because I do not remember saying any of that. <laughs> all right. L- listen, I host a mental health prog- uh, program where we talk about psychology all the time and I'm going to break down what happened. You yes. were very depressed. And, yep. and you were, you were disappointed. You were in that space. And when that person said, well, you were here, it was almost yep. like they were minimizing your experience. Yes. Therefore invalidating, yep. which is like the most rotten, shitty thing you could do to somebody in that space. Instead of mirroring yep. you and saying, I understand. I hear you. They were like, well, you were here. Yep. It's like, bitch, I don't want to hear that right now. Yeah. No, that's a really, really fabulous way to put it because I've obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the world is, divided and lots of people are telling me I'm an, I'm an ungrateful cow for saying something like that but mm. it's like no. <laughs> you know you only get a little bit of the picture and it's like um so grateful for being there but in that moment it was like that's not what I need to hear right now but like <laughs> and I think that um, it just, it's one of those things that also like just show how much of a fighter you are like you go into win and you want to win and that's just it there's nothing wrong with that I'm the same way if I was eliminated on Canada's Dragons I would have would have just screamed at everybody beat up Lemon thrown my shoe at Brooklyn Heights did a split and a cartwheel and dipped out of there. I'm waiting for somebody to do that on the show. Somebody to just start tipping shit over, you know, just start tearing the, tearing the stage apart. So let's, uh, we're so glad you're on the show uh, with us today. Yeah, you know, um, to have you here. If it's any comfort, Jojo Zaho was on last week and had fabulous things to say about you. What a, what a lovely oh, person you are. Yeah. How disgusting you are. How mean you are. You're ungrateful. You should be happy to... Be- Sorry. If you love Art Simone, send them some love <laughs> on the Twitters, <laughs> on the Instagram, on all of that. So we are breaking down episode two of uh, RuPaul's uh-huh. Drag Race. Um, you had... Uh, the first challenge was Snatch Game right out of the gate, and then Kylie Minogue appeared. What was that like? Have you met her before? I haven't met Kylie. I've met Danny quite a few times, but um, Kylie, no, she's untouchable. I don't think I ever want to meet Kylie. I've met the second best thing, which is uh, Melbourne's best Kylie Minogue impersonator called Millie Minogue, who was a wonderful trans <laughs> showgirl, and she just goes to parties as Millie Minogue, as Kylie Minogue all the time, and doesn't know any of the words to any of the songs anymore. But she just like <laughs> love her. Um, yeah, we were pumped. We were shocked. We were so. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Break down for us, Americans who are listening um, and talking and, and hearing you. Um, how big is Kylie Minogue in Australia? Like the phenomena? What can you compare it to? Oh, I don't know. She is just like Australia's sweetheart, even though she doesn't even live here anymore. <laughs> we were all introduced as viewers to the shoey. Have you ever had a shoey before, Priyanka? Oh, have you? No, I've never. I think we even got Michelle to do one one year when she was touring down here. I'm pretty sure one of the shows we got Michelle to do one as well. There's um, there's definitely footage somewhere. It's it's a wonderful uh, uh, thing. And I think that's also why we don't have, we haven't really rolled out our COVID vaccinations down here because we're all safe because we've been drinking out of shoes. So I think we've got so many, (laughs) we've got so many antibodies in us that like, they're like, nah, they can wait. 
<laughs> That's wonderful. Um, so you you uh you started out with um everybody figuring out your snatch game character. Now, and I love kind of how you stuck to your guns that you were going to do Bindi because I've seen other queens before going, "Oh, you're doing her," and, and I'll back down. What you want to do is not necessarily what you're gonna do. <laughs> That's you. That was you. Call back to Gia. That was you yeah. saying no, bitch. What I'm gonna do. So what? What? Are, I mean, looking back, of course. I mean, this is the thing: is that like, where <laughs> I hate Snatch Game. I hate it, and and I'm so nervous to be brought back for some sort of All Stars because I know. And same as you are, it's going to be all about the fucking Snatch Game. And it gives me full anxiety. And every time I see a whisper, a whisper of a Miss Cleo costume anywhere in my apartment, bitch, I get the chills. <laughs> it haunts me. Um, so, so you, when, you have Snatch when, Game PTSD. You have like, you have oh, a traumatic experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you relate? Like, like, do you feel the same way now that we're bringing it up? So, like, cause it's one thing to like talk about like being bad in Snatch Game. It's another thing when like you kind of go back to like before you decided to do the character. Mm. So, like, when you chose to do Bindi Irwin, like, why did you think that that was a good choice for you? Um, I chose Bindi because I wanted someone that was Australian because it would be a waste of an opportunity to do an international celebrity on a down under version. It's like, come on, it's our first chance. Um, and I really mm-hmm. love the idea of her because I love Steve Irwin and I would hate to do Steve Irwin because the poor bugger's dead. So I was like, next best thing, I'll do Bindi. And Bindi has no personality whatsoever except for the fact <laughs> that she talks a lot. So I was yeah. like, I'll use Bindi as a vessel for Steve and uh, put her in that world. Um, and that's something that Ruth said before is as a positive. So I was like, yeah, but all lines up, it's, it's working. Well, you know, I think people get, um, screwed up with snatch game because the whole point of snatch game is you don't have to look like them. You don't really have to sound like them. It's make Rue laugh. Alaska didn't look anything like Mae West. Uh, Kennedy Davenport didn't look anything like, uh, little Richard, but they just made her laugh throughout the whole thing. And it's, it's really kind of like it trips up the best people. I mean, Trixie Mattel had a tough time with Snatch Game. So you're in great company. Um, now the celebrities that were set forth, uh, Karen from Finance, Dolly Parton, mm-hmm. Art Simone, Bindi Irwin, Coco Jumbo, mm-hmm. Lizzo, Anita Wiglet, Queen Elizabeth, Scarlett Adams did Jennifer Coolidge, which I thought was a pretty good voice. Electra Shock was Catherine O'Hara. Maxie Shield was Magda Subbanski from um, Catherine Kim. And et cetera, et cetera, was Lindy Chamberman. Kidamine was Dr. Seuss, which was just kind of weird to me. Uh, like, <laughs> it was kind of like, you could be anybody. Nobody knows what Dr. Seuss looks like. So you were just in a beard and you were just going to rhyme everything. Well, what you didn't see was that whenever she got thrown to for an answer, there was like a 45 second bla- like gap of silence as she tried to work out the rhyme in her head. Oh, no. <laughs> and they didn't, air, they, didn't, they didn't air any of it. But it'd get, like, and she was last on the list. So we went like top row to bottom row. So she had yeah. like eight other queens to like wait to think of something. And then we'd still get to her and she'd be like, um, <laughs> well, Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there once uh, was a man like from Nantucket. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's why later in the episode, when we're getting ready the next day, she's like, I think I'm in the bottom, I think I'm in the bottom. because, And we all thought she was going to be in the bottom too because of <gasps> what we saw. But like you said, it's what, what Rue likes and Rue ended up liking it. So 
Like, but that's why she's in the mirror going, I think I'm going to be in the bottom, I think I'm going to be in the bottom, I think I'm going to be in the bottom. Because, yeah, like it was shocking. It was shocking. Because if we'd seen that as viewers of her taking 45 seconds, which Mm. is a really, really long time, um, on, 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 on air, I mean, then we would have thought that too. Um, yeah, I did like uh, the Lindy Chamberman. A uh, Chamberlain. I thought that was a really out th- out there choice um, to just kind of like be in a constant state of distress over your missing baby. Yeah, look, that poor woman had her baby is dead. So I, I sort of like, and I said that to Etcetera on the day. I was like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Because for international viewers like you guys. Um, Dingo's got my baby is like a funny like you know you don't know the history behind it it's a punchline and it's like a bad Meryl Streep movie but like this is a poor woman that's still alive whose baby is dead and she was incarcerated falsely in prison because they thought she killed it like yeah like down under it hasn't gone down as well (laughs) but the international audiences (laughs) love it and Rue loved it so yet again you gotta make Rue laugh and that's and she did it really well so um, good on <laughs> it. Was, uh, it was a dark, it was a dark choice. I liked it. Um, uh, Ma- uh, Maxi Shield did Magda, and I don't I don't really know a lot about Magda's mannerisms outside of Kath and Kim or um, Babe Pig in the City. Yeah, I mean, so um, <laughs> Pig in is, the City is she more like it? Based on your uh, understanding of Magda as an actress, did she get it? She did Magda's character Lynn, which is from a, a TV show from like the eighties and nineties. Um, oh, and she, okay. Yeah, so that that is another character of Magda's um, that used to be in a show called Big Girls Blouse, and I believe Fast Forward as well. Um, and that's where Catherine Kim was born. Um, was on that show. That that's where they originated. Such a great show. Um, yeah, um, did that really well, but she was really limited in the mannerisms and the the kind of quotes and stuff from that character. Um, right. So that really like limited her, but I I'm proud she did it because it was an Australian character. So I know, <laughs> I know. So take walk me through it. You're sitting there during Snatch Game, and who did you think in the room was actually funny on the day that you were? Mm, like, that's really a good question. By Anita, Anita as the queen was hands down the best, and we all knew that. Like she mm-hmm. was just so switched on, so funny. Like incredible, incredible. She just got it, and and she definitely was the best in the room. Um, she did really well. I like Anita. She kind of her giggliness and her effervescence. Mm-hmm. It it's she's she's very charming. Is she like that in person as well? She is the most aggressively positive person I've met in my life. Like she <laughs> will just like yell smiles at you all the time. Like she is crazy. I've worked with her for years, and she is like that. On stage, off stage, she's just always at a level like 200. Be like, hey guys, it's me, I'm Anita. What are you doing? Yes, I'm like, <laughs> joyful, <laughs> joyful. She was great. It's crazy. I thought she did a great job. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she did do a great job. Was Lizzo dead on arrival in the studio while they were filming that as well? Yeah, Lizzo was a no go. Lizzo just no. <laughs> she She was really lost as well. And I was confused too. Because she was dressed as Sailor Moon, dressed as Lizzo, dressed as Sailor Moon, which was just confusing. Um, yeah, but... yeah, it wasn't that obvious. There was different ways to make it more obvious, which I think is like what Snatch Game is all about: is like make it as obvious as possible, but then also mm. like play it up and make it 
as big as a joke as possible. That was yeah. I mean, you gotta just make Rue laugh. It's kind of like you know when I'm when the times that I've been doing stand up and the times that I've bombed, it's always a shock because you come out there with so much energy. I'm gonna kill it, and mm-hmm. then you bomb, and then it's kind of your mm-hmm. face gets hot, and then you don't know what to do, and then you start doubting yourself. So what I've learned from that was like when something bombs now live, I just go, "Well, fuck you guys." I thought that was funny when I wrote it, and then that yeah. is like the recovery kind of acknowledging it so you can yeah. pick up and just kind of gather your forces once more. Um, yeah, it was like during all the critiques, Rue was very, very like, like, we're in on it with you. We're in on it with you. And that's part of it, too. Yeah. Oh, it sounds horrible. And I think that just creates such bravery. I mean, drag to begin with, you're in all that bullshit. You know, you got the wig <laughs> the thing and you're trying to tell jokes and impersonate somebody on top of yeah. all of that is just bananas. Uh, Karen from Finance did Dolly. And um, again, kind of like um, Dolly Parton is all one liners. You could go through, you could Google a bunch of Dolly Parton quotes. You know, if I wasn't born a woman, I'd be a drag queen. It takes so much money to look this cheap. I mean, just that's just off the top of my head. It, mm-hmm. But she didn't seem to bring any of that into the game with her. No, no. Um, it's like very. I mean, I don't know Dolly Parton as well as other people, but mm-hmm. yeah, she kind of got really trapped in in that as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was I had bloody Dolly Parton and Lizzo on either side of me, so mentally I was like, I think I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> that part. That part. <laughs> All right, let's take it to the runway. The uh, category was take it to the runway. Your runway was amazing. I mean, it's because it was sea sickening. I was like, everybody's going to do Ursula the Sea Witch. And you came out in what I love about Drag Race when it becomes fashion, fashion, which is what you Mm -hmm. brought is like you could take that dress and wear it to the Golden Globes. It was like such an artful, beautiful dress. The Golden Globes. She's booked. Art Simone's booked booked the Golden Globes. Art Simone's I'll just be happy gloves. with the Logies. Uh, I'll be <laughs> happy you, with the Logies one when day. When you saw yourself walk down the runway, did you love your look? Yes. <laughs> Gorgeous. As you Gorgeous. should. Because there, there are some yeah. things that like, and this is the weird shit about Drag Race, is that like, you prepare it, and it looks away in person, but then when you see it back on camera, it looks a whole, it's like a whole different outfit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah but it, 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 it read really well. Um, it looked amazing on camera. It. Is that something you made or had something you made for you? Do you do you make clothes? Um, so, do you know how to do that? Yeah, I I didn't make that one, but I did um with my friend all the distressing and stoning and painting of it to like give it all the ombre and all the coloring and everything. Beautiful. But um one of my very talented drag queen friends made the actual like base dress for us to work on. Um, she's really, really good. She collaborated with me. She did my Melbourne look with me, the um, graffiti one. I she love that. that as well. That reminded yeah. me of the Violet Tchotchke reveal. Uh, those, those, because it was like a dead, so many different looks. And I loved, I loved your uh, your cat suit from last week, the half and half look. Mm. That was pretty incredible yeah. as well. Thank you. So let's talk about the other girls. Let's pull up their looks, Priyanka, shall we? Uh, Anita Wiglet was first. She wore this, this. She wore this. The Windblown. Art Small, what did you think of this look and why did you hate it? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 How dare you? (laughs) I hate, you know what I, I want to talk to her about this fabric she used around her waist. It looks like 
I, I bet you in person it looks shiny, shiny, beautiful, beautiful, but on camera it looked like a little Halloween-y. The peplum, the kind of satin skirt? Yes. In person, because I shared a station with her and I saw that like bodice sitting there and it was really, that is one thing that looked, looks way better on camera than it looked in person because in person hmm. oh. it was like glittered, hot glued, like, uh, like, um, aquarium plants and shit just like stuck to this like bodice and with like fake <laughs> like shitty little um fish and stuff just like hot glued and i looked at it and i was like ooh. but on camera it looks amazing like like real like look it, it, it read really well um and fitted really well her hair got a bit droopy but you know maybe that's fine really. <laughs> I loved your look. Your look is the next yeah, one. Your up. look is amazing. It is amazing. The 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 detail with uh, uh, the 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 nails, and then you even did your teeth. Mm, little shark teeth. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Now, what was the thinking behind this? Were you like a sea creature? You were like a yeah. um, some version of a mermaid. Yeah, yeah, sea siren. Uh, the original dress we'd made. Um, so before we like painted it and everything, it was all very pearlescent and opalescent and all the like fabric folds really looked like a big clam slash vagina. It was beautiful. Mm. But um oh. and then the hair was originally white. It was it was really lovely. But I looked at it and I was like, This is too like virginal, too angelic. So um I was like, let's do something darker with it. And I wanted to make it look like she'd just been like walking out of the sea, her dress was sopping dress uh, wet and it soaked up from the bottom. Um, and, uh, the original runway had a, a note that says accessories are important, bring an accessory, which is a weird thing to write for a runway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, then I got there and no one had an accessories, like no one. So, but I'd made this like, um, jar. <laughs> so I was like, I need an accessory. What am I going to do? So I made a, a, a jar of semen that I was carrying around with a, mm, a tally on it on a, on a rope. So the idea is I'd gone out and I'd sucked out all of these semen in the sea. Um, so- <laughs> you didn't, I don't, I'm missing the jar of semen here. I would have liked to have seen that. That would have been great. Art Simone, have you ever, have you ever been with a semen? No, I haven't. Can we talk about a little bit about Australian men about like how everybody's hot. Everybody's hot. I have a story to tell my all first right. boyfriend okay. ever before I was even out of the closet was an Australian man named Dan from Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I fell in love with him. Wow. Mm-hmm. I did. And uh, mm-hmm. so he had to go home for Christmas. And like, he was like, so in the closet that we like shook hands outside of oh, like, a wow. Starbucks when he got onto like the shuttle to the airport. This and, sounds horrible. Uh, he got on that plane and um, he never came back. I never saw him again. That was the end of that. So. Um, a dingo ate him. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I read on, I read just now, I Googled it. This guy from Brisbane, he was eaten by a dingo. I'm so sorry, oh, uh, Priyanka. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to worry died, about him anymore. He, I'm happy he's dead. Um, so many hot guys. I travel overseas and I think all of, everyone over there is attractive. So I think it's just, you know, complacency in your surroundings. I guess I mean, there so. are some it's, beautiful oh, ones. Yeah. Everybody moves here to Los Angeles to be a movie star, and when they fail, they just have gorgeous children. So there's hot people all over Los Angeles. <laughs> all right. On that note, Coco Jumbo. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't like it. I didn't like this. I didn't like you it. You know, gorgeous. this look, this look, 
this look you wish that you had the receipt so you could return it you know like it's, this is the look that you wear this is the look that you get made for drag race and then you like call up the designer after and you're like i was in the bottom in your dress and it's your fault i did yeah, that no this drag is race. you did <laughs> i was like i was like oh yeah i lip sync the same <laughs> the same the same designer who were okay how, how do i say this the two gowns that i wore for the lip syncs when I was in the bottom, were from the same fucking designer. Oh, cursed. And I was like, you cursed my outfits. <laughs> you have this is your fault. Ju- your, this is all your fault. Yeah. So anyways, this so is, whoever designed this is, your gown, Art Simone, I'm coming for them. This reminds me of kind of like stuff that Tia Coffee did in a season two of uh, a Drag Race UK. The idea is there, but it's not elevated. Oh, it's not mm. elevated. It's not, it, it seems very kind of like if we were all in a queer bar and it was Halloween and she walked in, we would all gag and think this was great. But it's not, it's not elevated enough for drag race. Do you agree, Art Simone? Mm. Yeah. Um, her hair was incredible. The hair, gorgeous. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen anything like that before. And in person, it was so stunning. But yeah, and her it was, face it was, is gorgeous. Oh, like, she is one of the most beautiful drag queens I've ever, ever worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah, it was a corset with a bustle and some like twirly whirlies on her arm. Like that was about it. So, uh-uh. you know, twirly like whirly. Yeah. speaking twirly of unele- unelevated, <laughs> that takes us to electroshock, which again, so I was kind why of why does uh, electroshock? <laughs> why does electroshock look like Lagandra Strangia? And she's a dancer too, maybe to the same person. I think that uh, electroshock's really hot as a guy. I think he's very cute. Uh, yeah, but it's funny that you're not commenting on electroshock's drag you're just i said i said this was not elevated this was not elevated i feel like this is this is this is uh uh, it looks like a shake and go wig um and this dress is just not i don't know i don't it doesn't feel special to me my my favorite thing was in in the workroom was her trying to explain to us why it fit the theme of sea sickening she's like oh well this here is a wave. That's a wave on on that bit. I just got a wave. That's a wave. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 trains like that's the waves, and um, right. my hair my hair's seafoam green. So there you go. I was you like, okay. okay so <laughs> I'm all set now. Et cetera, et cetera. Came out in this diving bell costume, which I, I felt like was like. Mm, I, it was a jumpsuit with boots, and mm. the only thing that was like see about it was the um, the helmet. But for mm. the most part, I mean, if you look at, at the outfit aside from the helmet, pre, it's just it's a jumpsuit with boots. Uh, I guess you're right. I guess I was distracted by her makeup because her makeup is so pretty. Her mm. makeup's her, fantastic. I guess she kind of dragged up this kind of jumpsuit, but again, I, I am I am I asking too much. Am I asking no, for the No, you're never moon? asking for too much, baby. Don't you <laughs> okay. worry. All right. All right. Up next, Karen from Finance. Art Simone, what did you think of this look? The loop. She was a, she was a shark with all her teeth. It's wonderful. Um, no, it was really camp. I've never seen anything like it before. So it was a great take on it. Um, and I like yeah, that it was yours. like a disco shark. Yeah. She's, <laughs> a, dis- <laughs> she's a disco bell-bottom shark. What, I did really you, what love was that movie called? Shark Tail? Shark Tail? Yes. Shark Tail. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's shark tail. That's shark tail. And I love that it's constructed really, really well. She built in the hips and the shape and the fins and it there there's a there's a sense of humor 
to it that mm-hmm. that I really appreciate. But again, it's elevated because it's made really well. See, I can't deal with sharks. Sharks scare the shit out of me. Could you imagine just swimming, having a good gay old day, you know? You're just so happy to be alive. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a shark just pulls up to the party. I'm sorry. I did not ask for this today. Could you imagine if the shark... Could you imagine... It's like if Karen from Finance now walks into any party. I'm going to be like, I don't want to be here. That's a fucking shark. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, moving on to Kidamine. Kidamine did uh, a kind of an Ursula-esque, but it wasn't um, literal, which is what I appreciated. She had this kind of crown of coral and, um, and, and, the, and these wiglet um, tentacles coming out of the side. That is another one that looked better on camera because it looked like, like awful in person. Like it looked she had like tin the dog's foil on her head. Yeah, like she had tin foil on her head and like like her weird twirly whirly bits. But on camera it like it read really well. But in person I was like, What are you doing? <laughs> um but yeah, and it moved really well. I didn't get to see it move, so because, you know, when you're shipped from the workroom to the to the side stage to go into the, onto the runway. We were kind of just in these little groups, but I didn't, so I didn't get to see her like strut and move and have that aircon blasting it. So it moves and everything. So okay, this it looks is a really question, good on camera. This is a question for both of you. When you mm-hmm. have presented with uh, the maxi challenge, how much time yes, are you I'm given holding. to get ready and get in place from the time for that you snatch. start? Yeah. No, for the maxi challenge for, for I'm I'm sorry for runway. For the runway challenge, oh. how much time are you given? One and a half to two hours to like get ready for the runway. Um, two hours in full drag, yeah, two hours max. Two hours max on my season as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you feel that was enough, or do you feel like you could keep judging for another hour? You can always judge. You can always yeah. judge, but I, I struggled because I take a while to do my makeup because I can't see out of this side of my face properly. I'm legally blind. Mm. So like I, yeah. So I was like, that's why I'm never at any of the makeup mirrors. If you like clock, I'm always sitting at a desk this close to a mirror because I can't see my face. Oh, Um, Oh. Like I was also like always segregated from like conversations because I couldn't see. So I was sitting down. Um, So my makeup takes me longer than other people because I can't see the other side. I can't see the symmetry. And normally what I would do to speed things up is like I'd take pictures on my phone and flip it so I can see the other side of my face. Oh, golly. But you can't have a phone in the workroom. So I struggled, but I pushed through and we we got there. But there's a reason why, like, I didn't have any eyebrows for any of the runways. Priyanka now now knows that you can't see out of that eye, so that's where she's going to sneak up on you. (laughs) Yeah, that's where where I'm going to be like, do you think I'm pretty? That's where she's she's going to pounce. Were were you born legally blind or was this something that happened to you through your life? Uh, My eye just really deteriorated on this side and, like, it's super lazy and, like, I can see out of it, but it's all just blurry. So um, oh. if I was ever to lose my good, I've got me good eye and my bad eye. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hold on to that good one and take care of it. Um, Maxie Shield uh, came dressed as the uh, mother of Pearl of Bride. This seems very mother of the bride to me. Um, I, I can see the shells. I can see the pearls upon closer inspection, but it doesn't quite read... Um, Sea sickening to me right off the bat. This is what I would imagine if I asked Melissa McCarthy to do drag what she'd show up with. <laughs> <her. laughs> 
Can you see the big safety pin? Hold, can you see the big safety pin between her boobs holding it together? Oh, let me see. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's janky. That is janky. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is actually playing um, Ursula in the live-action Disney version of The Little Mermaid. So um, you Melissa, might get your wish. Oh wait. And and Maxie Shield is playing Melissa McCarthy playing <laughs> Ursula. <laughs> I did not. See, I did not see the safety pin. I'm surprised that the judges didn't um, clock her on that. Art yeah. Simone is also shocked. So Scar- to bring it up. <laughs> Scarlett Adams came dressed as the Great Barrier Queef. She's here in uh, in all her reef gear. She has this kind of uh, showgirl esque. Um, uh, uh, ornamentation in the back uh she has this bodice and with an orange wig and i i really like this look what do y'all think yeah it was great it was great that was another one that in the workroom it was covered in glitter and like fake fish that looked mm-hmm. like weird really janky but like you know for stage and for the runway it, it lit up and looked really good and was a different silhouette to everyone which is good yeah whenever priyanka gets quiet it means she hates it she doesn't want to sound like a bitch which is too late. You, you know, sound like a bitch anyway. There was one time where my ex-boyfriend, Matt, told me that he's not attracted to me anymore. That's mm-hmm. how I felt when I looked at this outfit. I wasn't Why? attracted to him anymore. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> Art I really... Simone is living. Art Simone is living. I... Art Simone is living. <laughs> I disagree. But I, 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 I want to know, like last week you were like, I didn't like that she had her hand up a puppet. And like you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't go. You it finish? was like the but dress was you... gorgeous, the hair was gorgeous, and you were like, I didn't like that she had her hand up a puppet. But she was a swan. Have you fisted a swan? Just today, Have yes, a... yes. I, I lost. She had. I was a wedding ring that I'd lost, and it you... was it was up a swan's ass. I had Be to get swan. it. Be the swan. <laughs> As somebody who made it... Okay, come up with this, a more legit... Make me understand why you hate this. This look... You know when you go to the birthday party section in, in the the party store? Okay. And it's like a bunch of tinsel, and, and like this is... It looks like party I, store tinsel, is what you're saying. It looks like... And you know it. But you know what? Sell, but this is the thing. It's how you sell it. It's how you sell it. <laughs> And uh, this is how you sell it. Listen, you Art, it. you Australians, you're the ones who are supposed to take the piss out of everything. So, and and, and um, Priyanka's playing completely against type right now because she's Canadian. So she's supposed to be polite. And that ship has sailed. Okay, this is why I'm devastated right now because we're going to have to rely on your Instagram to see all of the looks we were going to miss. Um, since you were eliminated so early. But I've got something to say to you. I, I was talking to our dear friend Trixie Mattel last week. And mm-hmm. I was just saying how she's so resilient. And I said, how did you manage to get this far? And she goes, the minute RuPaul said, sashay away, you're not in the running to be America's next drag superstar. She said that she was already thinking in her head, what's next? What am I going to do next? How am I going to stay busy next? What am I going to create next? And it seems to me that you have that kind of creativity. Yeah, well, I've I've been working in the industry for so long and I've been making my own opportunities and making opportunities for other drag performers throughout Australia. So I'm not going to stop doing that. Um, And, and, you know, like I, my entire career, I've been bringing drag to regional parts of, of Australia that, 
don't get to have queer spaces or drag performances or anything. Like that's why I have like I'm always in the car driving around because I'm driving um, to all these different like distant locations. To, Tell us about those to, locations. Where are they and what are they like? Yeah, uh-huh. so um, one of the venues that I work with, um, we have five venues throughout regional Victoria. It's, so we've got like Ballarat, and Bendigo, Colac, um, and Geelong, and then. Um, we do a festival called the Broken Hill Festival, which is um, in uh, Broken Hill, New South Wales, which is a big mining town, eight hours out of Melbourne. And we do a, like a five-day drag festival there. Um, wow. if, you've seen, if you've seen Priscilla, um, the, the hotel with all the murals in it, like all the, the gaudy murals and paintings and everything, it, that's a real hotel. So it's based around uh, out of that. Oh. Um, Broken, Broken Hill is also where they shot all of Mad Max as well. So you can understand, like, probably get a visual of what the landscape is like. It's just red red dirt and, and, and the there, open and there everything. Are, there are queer communities in this area yeah. who are just kind of, like, eating you up, I suppose. Yeah, they love it. And people travel to it too. So it's a great, like, tourism thing as well in, uh, for the local community. Um, from the first year we went there, I showed up with my blue hair and they're like, you're here for that festival thing. And then fast forward to like seven years later, they're like, put rainbows over everything. They're excited. They're bringing it all in. They've all dragged up themselves. So it, it's been really wonderful. Um, so I'm going to continue doing that. But Yeah, um, and you made that happen. You were a part mm-hmm. of that. You were a part of bringing that queer wave and that queer love with you. And that's what I love about drag queens is they do yeah. kind of illuminate those spaces, those almost colorless spaces. I think that drag queens give people something they didn't know they needed. Yeah. And I think uh, one thing, every time I perform, I'm always someone's first drag queen. And I use that as like uh, an opportunity for education for them as well, because, you know, with these rougher you know, very straight, uneducated people, they can sometimes see a drag queen and be like, oh, what the fuck, what's this? Um, But I always like to to introduce them and show them how fun and fabulous and, you know, we're not scary and neither are they. So Yeah, isn't that amazing? You kind of approach people as people and it changes the temperature in the room. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's funny that you have those experiences. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I love that so much. It's, It's important to, like, normalize this because it is it is a it's it's weird to think because we live in such such a bubble so we're mm-hmm. often like going to the gig in, in in a car to this and then we're gonna perform and then we're gonna go back home work on a costume and then we have a wig and then this so whatever someone's like what's drag fuck yeah. drag <laughs> ew you're a crossdresser you're like it's almost so shocking because you're like what's how wrong I with you living and you I, don't understand it pre are there places regional places in canada that you've been to with that have been like uh should we say unwelcoming at first yeah, I mean, I I did um, uh, Pride in Yellowknife, which is mm. like the north, north, north of Canada. It's like eight hours away from Toronto on a plane. It's like very far. Yikes. Um, and I before, I mean, when I got there, and I had to you know walk out of my my accommodation in drag to get picked up to to then go to the the the, the festival. It was very just like these people were just like, well, who is this clown? Like, what is happening? And people would yell like, faggot, like, go back to where you came from. Oh, it's so like, spooky. Yeah. I was scared because like also like they knew where I, where I was coming out of my accommodation. So, so they knew where I was staying. Like, it was, it was just very scary. But then like, you know, you get driven to this forest and you're performing for like 
400 queer people and they're just, they just can't believe you know I, this is before Drag Race too yeah, so like yeah. I didn't, it, didn't, it didn't matter that I was Priyanka it just mattered that I was a drag queen performing a pop song and it was an escape for, for them because yes. their day isn't pride right and I mean, it it definitely like it's it's so important as a drag art artist to go, especially as somebody with a name too, to show up to like show up to these smaller communities where things aren't normal. Like you know, you we get booked on Toronto Pride. I'll go to Melbourne Pride. I'll do this Pride, but like mm-hmm. to go to those smaller towns and really fight the the real fight, like when you actually feel like they're fighting and it's not a Pride that's just full of sponsorships. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that that's what it really becomes about, like, you're kind of connecting people to queer energy. I mean, you uh-huh. talk about the homophobic experience you had as a visitor. They have to live there. So it's there. just, that's, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, well, that's, that's one of the venues I work at in Colac. Colac, the town, was voted Australia's most homophobic town. Oh, and. Jesus. And there was a there was a, a show there was a comedian show it was actually Reese Nicholson and Joel Creasy um, did like a, I know a Joel. TV show. yeah they did a yeah. TV show where they were going around Australia and they went to Colac and made this big hoo ha that they were booed out of there and they labelled it as the the most homophobic town in Australia but the sad thing is I don't think they realised for all the poor queer people that were trapped in there it made it even harder for them to like live their authentic self within their own hometown so we chucked it we chucked a bloody venue there and now we do drag shows there every week and and good we have all these different farmers and like uh you know people that work at the abattoir coming like all these like rough tradies come in see the show they love the drag queens and these people now have a space where they can go and and uh feel welcome as well that's how you change the world. Art, we want to keep in touch with you. We don't want to lose you. I'm sure our, our your American audience feels the same. Where can we find you on your socials? Yeah, just search old Art Simone on Instagram. You'll find me and everything else will link around that. Um, I pop up. It's all right. I'm... I'm everywhere. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna hunt you down, especially if uh, either one of us heads to Australia anytime soon. Stranger things have happened. So uh, that's uh, happened. that is that is episode two. Anita Wiglet was the winner of the week. Um, uh, my, did you have a favorite look for the runway? That was my last question to everybody as we wrap things up. Um, arts, arts, <laughs> arts was my favorite, and not and none for Scarlet. <laughs> arts was my favorite don't forget that we have a special offer check out the world of wonder store for all of things all of the things on rupaul's drag race and get your merch you can save 10 percent off with the code drag race podcast the official rupaul's drag race podcast is on every wednesday on the wow podcast network listen wherever you listen to podcasts uh priyanka you have a program coming up on uh may 13th tell us about it well the time has come for me to not only win canada's drag race and win a hundred thousand dollars but also win (laughs) the prize of the uk girls as well I got my own show. Oh, Wow Presents Plus, honey. It's called What's My Game? And it is a uh, 
the most chaotic game show you've ever watched in your entire life. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. I, I had the opportunity to go down to LA to shoot it and I felt like such a star and I was like, oh my God, cool, I'm famous. And then I came back to Canada and cried in my room because I wasn't in LA anymore. But it premieres. Make sure you watch it. It's at um, 3 p.m. Eastern time and 12 p.m. Pacific time. Watch it. I'm going to go in, on Instagram live to watch it with everyone. I'm so proud. Hard work pays off and you know, even when you win Drag Race, you truly have to Think about what's next and what am I going to do? What's and keep next? Your star, keep your star relevant and That's keep right. going and That's keep right. entertaining people, not only gay people, but just people all across the world. And Art Simone, I am so happy to finally meet you. Even before I was on Drag Race, I was such a big fan. You are such a fucking icon. And I Amazing. can't wait to see what, what, what you do with Amazing. this. Amazing. Legends. Don't forget, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under is on WOW Presents Plus. Um, also, uh, Stan, Australia, and the BBC. Priyanka, where can people find you on your socials? You can find me at the Queen Priyanka. And just, I don't know, just give your girl a Google. And watch my new cover of Lil Nas X's Montero. I watched it. So cute. Uh, you can find me at Alec Mappa on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can also listen to my mental health podcast, Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist, wherever podcasts are uh, aired or wherever. Uh, we love you. Um, don't forget, this is the place to experience all the official RuPaul's Drag Race love that you could possibly imagine or experience. Tune in next week to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, and we'll be here to bring you more. Love you. Bye. Bye. This has been a World of Wonder production.